This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. When this all got started, I think we thought, okay, a couple of weeks, it'll be over by the beginning of April. And then the beginning of April rolled around, and it was, oh, okay, 30 more days. And then some orders have come down from some state governments of stay-at-home orders are in place until June. Hopefully those are revised as the numbers continue to drop and the curve flattens. But we're facing... I think a longer quarantine, social distancing, shelter in place than any of us expected. Tonight, while I was having dinner with my family, we had the news on in the background, which is something we don't normally do, but these are not normal times. And this commercial came on that was um, you know, all encouraging the essential workers that are out there, uh, thanking them for the work and the service that they're doing. And I turned to my husband and I said, these remind me of the commercials that played after 9-11 and how encouraging and hopeful they were trying to be uh, to a world that was uncertain and fearful. And I think that's really what we are right now, uncertain and fearful. We have to call a spade a spade, we have to name it. We have to, in some sense, feel it. But in the feeling of that uncertainty and in the feeling of that, of that doom, um, there's also an opportunity, a real beautiful opportunity for hope. None of us are experts at how to survive a quarantine. Um, this podcast is far from expert advice on quarantine-specific things, but rather a reboot of our mental health series, uh, conversations with people that we know have experience with mental health challenges, struggles, or are experts in their field who, who we gather together to offer some advice that might be quarantine-specific, not because they know all the answers, but because they themselves are walking through this and have just advice. One of the first people I, I wanted to chat with was my good, good friend, Leah Darrow. Leah is a speaker and an author. She's a mom of five. She's a business owner, a creator of an app that we'll talk about at the end of the show. And, and really just an incredible lady who, every time I hang up the phone with her, and I, I, I often am so grateful that we had the chance to chat and talk and just catch up, but every time I hang the phone up with her, I, I leave it feeling inspired. Not because she had happy, clappy things to say, but because she was able to articulate hopefulness. And that's what Leah does really well. And so today we have a quick chat with Leah Darrow about hope in the midst of quarantine and about facing the cross, not with a resolve to suffer, but with an acceptance of the invitation to embrace what Christ himself embraced. And how perfect to be having this conversation in Holy Week how perfect to listen to this on Holy Thursday and Good Friday. How blessed is the opportunity to think about hopefulness in the midst of standing at the foot of the cross, in the middle of a pandemic, awaiting the rising sun on Easter morning. So without further ado, a conversation about hope and suffering with Leah Darrow. Well, Leah, thanks so much for joining us back on the show. Absolutely. Love, love being back. Yeah. So how are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm good. I'm good. I think, you know, um, oh gosh, do you know, like, do, do you remember that old Saturday Night Live um, video or gift that they've made it into of like the moms in the mom jeans and they're mm -hmm. walking and they're strutting and yes. they stop and like pop a hip? 
<laughs> I feel like that's every homeschool mom in quarantine life, like to yes. the world. Like, oh, this isn't hard. We got this. We it's done our this. Moment. <laughs> we prepared for this. We are the original preppers. Um, so I feel I feel a little bit of that. I mean, I, my kids are all really super young. I've got five kids. My oldest is six. My youngest is two months old, and I'm used to some level of quarantine no matter what at this mm -hmm. point so that part doesn't really drive me crazy as much I think obviously the challenges that we're experiencing that everybody's experiencing especially Catholics is like not attending mass yeah. and um and then the social distancing because that's not normal mm -hmm. not obviously pandemic's not normal, but we were made for communion. We were made for relationship. We were laid for interacting. We were laid, we were made for even that physical touch, like a hug and a greeting. And so this social distancing goes everything against how God made us. And that's a really difficult time and a period to be in. Yeah, for sure. So how can people deal with that. I mean, like I, I know yesterday my sister came by for the first time in a week um, and she sat six feet away in the driveway. And it was, I mean, it was great to see her, but like, we're not a huggy people. And even we wanted to hug because it was tough. Like it was in, of course, my two-year-old could care less about social distance rules and ran right over. But how, how can people maybe cope? What are some things people can think to or think on or maybe do to, to get through this um, easier? Right. So I think that because it's the pandemic, because we have like a virus that's literally going around the world and none of us have experienced this before. Right. Uh, that is scary and that is alarming. And we should be very cautious because this is, we should be uniting as humanity. We should be doing the social isolation. Keep your butts home, mm -hmm. be smart, wash your hands. Um, that's just it. Uh, however, this type of, this the these feelings aren't necessarily new to the human condition and the experience of sometimes not being able to go to a mass might be new for us but many catholics and christians around the world this is what they are still experiencing and have been for decades yeah so i go back to you know the people that are better smarter and holier than me and i go back to saint john of the cross and i go back to saint Teresa of avila who talked about the spiritual life in particular of moments of consolation and moments of desolation. And the big rule of thumb, the big spiritual rule of thumb during moments of spiritual desolation, when you feel far from the Lord and we, we, we physically are now far from the Eucharist, right? We are far from the sacraments. Um, the, the rule of thumb is don't change anything. Mm. Like don't make any big decisions don't make any massive decisions in your faith or, or in your life, like stick to the plan, stay in the lane, mm -hmm. right? Get up and pray, still get up and have that time where you're by yourself. If you can and pray, light the candle, do, do the thing, say your rosary, find joy in the moments that you have know that this has still been ordained by God. This time is, is meant for our holiness. If you're uncomfortable, which I think all of us are, great, move on and know that this is a calling for your sainthood right now to embrace the uncomfortable, to embrace that quarantine life, to embrace the, even the fear, the legit fear that we have in our world and say, Lord, I can do nothing with this. 
I can't change it. I can't make the vaccine. I can't, all I can do is my part to stay home and be with you. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, I think that we, we should really look through this through the eyes of God as, as probably we always should, right, Katie? Mm-hmm. I mean, but in the mind of God and in the eyes of God, if we're taking it from his perspective, God the Father now has potentially uninterrupted time and focus with us, of us being with him. And I think God's just saying, look, you've wanted more time to talk to me. You've wanted more time to pray. You've wanted a, um, a, something. You wanted more patience. You wanted deeper faith. I'm giving you an opportunity to practice all of those. Yeah. And the Lord is not far from us right now. If not, if anything, he's even closer than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. We had a moment yesterday. We watched mass on TV, like probably most Catholics did explaining to a two-year-old that you still have to sit still when you're in your living room, in your pajamas is largely impossible. So she was kind of playing off in the background. And I looked over at Tommy and he was praying and I was, I was super distracted because I was just waiting for some toy to come flying across the room. And I thought to myself, I was like, never before, I think, in the history of our church have so many people been bringing mass directly into their living rooms. Um, so maybe that's a silver lining. Or like, never before have I scrolled through my Facebook feed and seen post after post of adoration times or mass happening in parking lots or, or these are the times that you can sign up to come to confession because we have to socially distance. Like that took over from the politics that I normally see. And that, that gave me great hope for just a brief moment. And then I got a text message at noon that our pastor was driving Jesus literally to every neighborhood in the back of a pickup truck. And for eight hours yesterday, our 55-year-old pastor knelt on his knees in the back of a Ford and drove Jesus through the streets. And our, our whole neighborhood came out, and you can just see people wiping tears away because it was like a, a Jerusalem moment where we made way for the Lord. And it just brought me such comfort. Sure, I didn't get to receive him, but I got to see him and he got to come by my house. Like we had a Jesus parade all through Lake Charles. And so I think finding these small moments that give us hope can help. How, how have you found hope in the past few days? Wow. Um, I guess I look around and I just see the hope of also the blessings. Like I just feel so incredibly blessed still that we live in this world. Like I, I, I definitely struggle against the complaints that say social distancing and the shelter in states. Now, if you're in one or it's so hard and I'm just thinking y'all, we are Americans. We live in the most comfortable, fluent country in the universe staying home and getting on Netflix is not hard Mm -hmm. and so um I just find I have so much gratitude for my whole life that God's given me for my big backyard that I have that my kids go outside and I get to you know just go outside with them more um and get fresh air I find a lot of hope in that and I also know that um this is not unknown by God our pain and this pandemic God sees this and he wants to bring out saints from this and use this opportunity. And so we will always, our world from this point on will always be before the coronavirus and after the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to think about that. And when it comes to our faith, what are we going to say about ourselves when this all subsides? Are we going to really come out and be better, be more faithful, be more excited to receive the Eucharist? I mean, shame on us if we don't. And I tell you something, God's just is just that. It is just. And so, I mean, I find hope. I find inspiration by like, okay, double down, Leah. This is your time. Like, this is your time. What are you going to do with this? If you really, if you really believe all those things that you say, either from a stage or at home with your kids, then where, where can you see it in your daily life? Yeah. Where can you see it? And I mean, I'm giving myself that hard talk and, and, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just tough. I'm, I'm definitely a tough love girl. So when I think about hope and right. I, I think about moments of like, okay, what's hopeful is, is this opportunity to suffer. And we shouldn't be so worried and scared, like, and, and so delicate around it. Yes, you're suffering. So do something with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, for the love of all things holy, do something with your suffering. There are people who are dying right now because of this virus, and they're dying alone. They're dying with people covered in masks around them because of, of how, you know, contagious it is. They're not with their family and their friends. Mm -hmm. There's just so many things going on in the world with the virus and of course everything outside of just the day-to-day -day life of people and you know health emergencies that are still happening and um, there's such an opportunity for us to unite ourselves with the suffering around the world yeah. and I'm just I'm I'm using every little piece I'm using every little thing that we have and what we're doing to to unite myself there with um, with the suffering and be so grateful that I can mm -hmm. be so grateful that right now I am. So, I mean, hope doesn't have to look like this cozy blanket wrapped around you. Right. Hope is, is sometimes getting down on your knees in the dirt and praying and thanking God. Hope is, is, is being proactive and doing the right thing. You know, I mean, it's all, it, it's taking your faith into this whole gestalt of who you are and moving forward, knowing that, Jesus Christ still rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. He rose from the dead. He has conquered this. Christ already conquered coronavirus. Right. This was part of his plan. Knowing, knowing the evils that would come into this world, this is not something, like you said, this is not unknown to the Lord. What's unknown is our reaction to it um, and how we sanctify, how we are sanctified and how we unite our suffering to the cross that, that has already won victory. And that, I think that it's hard to, it's easy to think about that on a theological level. It's much harder to think about when your kid's throwing the 10th tantrum of the day, or when you're worried about the bills that you know are going to come in month three, or the stress of the one thing we looked forward to on Sunday was going to mass and going to brunch. And now that's been taken from us. And, but I think every single moment of this really hurts, um, or just, I mean, like, there's no other way to put it. This just sucks. Like, this is just not great. Like, that moment can also be, but Lord, where can I find you in this? And where are you? And how are you working? And how can you make me holier? Yeah, I, it's 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 really diving. I mean, as we know, there, there's no coincidences. We're in the middle of Lent. Yeah, it's the Lentiest Lent. <laughs> this, I mean, yeah. If you forgot it was Lent, you no longer forget. It was you remember Lent. it. Like, now. Yeah. This is the, 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 this is the reminder is a plague that came across the world. Mm -hmm. That this is Lent. 
And there is, there is a, as we know, a beauty to the suffering because God redeemed it. Suffering is not just suffering for suffering's sake. God even redeemed your pain. He redeemed it through his suffering and his death and his resurrection. So this is not at all a point, and in my tough love that I give myself, a point where I say, your suffering doesn't matter or it doesn't hurt. No, you just face it. You let it hurt. You cry the tears. You... I, I understand, I know, even personally, you look at you look at the bank accounts, you look at your job that may or may not be there. I, I'm walking it with you. I am personally walking it with you. But all I can do and all I know, praise be to God, because of faith is to look at the cross, to look at that crucifix and be like, you still rose. And so what if, what if I lose all my money? What if somebody I know gets this virus? What if somebody I know dies with this virus? All I know is I'm going to keep saying, but you still rose. Yeah. You still rose. And I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know that the most important thing has already been worked out mm-hmm. through Christ and through his resurrection. So for me, that's where I'm going with it. I, I mean, I don't know if that helps anybody. I don't know if, it, if you just are in solidarity with me in that, or if you're just like, nope, it's not relating, but that's okay. Like, that's where I'm at. I'm just letting the fear be the fear. I'm letting the worry be the worry. And then I'm just pushing it like a bulldozer to the foot of the cross and be like, I can't do anything with this. Mm-hmm. I am literally quarantined in my home. I mean, so <laughs> I, yeah, this is where we are. <laughs> and what a great gift that God is saying, I'm going to remove everything that you do. Yeah. I'm going to remove all the places you go. I'm going to remove the distractions that have kept you from me. Now, here is your time. Find me. Find me in the suffering. Find me in the concern. Find me in your daily life. Let me talk to me about your finances. Talk to me, Lee, about your marriage. Talk to me, Lee, about your kids. Mm -hmm. Let's get through this. And that's, if anybody's ever gone to therapy, you know that you you realize really quickly that there's a lot of issues. Sometimes you have to put out the fires in the beginning so you can get to the bigger issues. I feel like with what's happened, the Lord and is using this opportunity, which is not an easy way to say that, but using this, this state in life that we're all in with this pandemic to be at home, to put out that fire of all those distractions that we've always had to get to the, to get to the bigger issues within our lives Mm-hmm. And that is painful. You have to face things now that we have successfully been putting off for yeah, a long did. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a week ago, I was in Missouri, two weeks ago, I don't even know. I was at a parish mission in Missouri, a long stretch. And I was sitting in the parking lot of my hotel. And um, Tommy was like, we really need to talk about the summer because you're super busy this summer. And Rose is going to have our time with that. And I was like, yeah, maybe I do need to make a couple of phone calls, take a couple of things off my schedule. Also thinking maternity leave is going to come up in the fall. So I need to work in the, in the summer because then there's no stress and, and not working September through December. And then literally <laughs> a week later, everything stops. And now the summer's in flux. And, and it was kind of like God smacked me upside the head and said, your husband really wanted to talk about this. Now you have to talk about it. You were a little nervous about the schedule. Now you have to pay attention to this schedule. And I, I think 
in that I've found a glimmer of hope that sometimes God whispers and sometimes God shouts. And right now it kind of feels like he's shouting some things that we need to hear. Um, so just, I know you've got Lux U and that's really helpful to a lot of people. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that's helping women right now, especially women who are finding themselves in larger cities who are used to huge social things in their life? What, what is Lux U doing for those women? Yeah, so we have the Lux app. Um, the Lux app is an app for Catholic women to come um, very simply, quickly for community prayer and formation. Uh, we do have the Lux U side of it. We have all of these great faith formation courses where you can take, and they're, they're highest quality, absolutely beautiful, taught by the very best. And um, that's wonderful. What's really been ramping up in our app is that prayer and community, especially now, because we don't have that. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lux app, we have our own chaplain. So we're extremely blessed. Um, uh, we launched this last October. So before the pandemic, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to capitalize right, on the right, pandemic right. and being like, oh, I just made this. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's been around. <laughs> yes. No, it's been around. And I love it. And I think the women that have used it have loved it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, you know, I think everybody hopefully has good intentions, but there is a lot of like capitalizing oh, yeah. on stuff going on right now. But I, so I guess I just wanted to put that out for my heart. Yeah, of that, course, of course. Uh, that it's, it's been there, but I praise God that we did have this private space. So we have our own chaplain inside the Lux app and um, Father Michael goes on every night and prays with us and does a blessing. Mm. Um, and now given the fact that there are no public masses, he goes on on Sunday, reads all the readings with us, um, does the gospel and gives us off homily and then he gives us time for spiritual communion prayer and um and then wraps up with this we have a lot more that we're doing inside there of, of attending to people because they're more at home and they're really a lot more active inside the app now ever than ever before but the the most beautiful thing that's going on right now and has in the past but really like i said has been amplified during this time is the community that's an easy word to say of something when you're doing business to say that you offer community. And I've always felt uncomfortable with that because me as a, as an entrepreneur, me as a boss, uh, as a business owner, I don't do community. I create this space and it's all of these women that are actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And we have got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women inside the app who are the best just the best. I, I, it's, it's what you would hope Catholic women would look like and act like mm -hmm. and speak to you there. Um, we have very strict rules about the engagement inside the app. And so we're like, we're not Facebook people. Right. All right. So take, take your fights and your discussion someplace <laughs> else. Um, we're not Twitter. I don't want your rant. Right. Uh, we're not Instagram. I don't want you to pretend to tell me how great your life is. Mm -hmm. I want, we want, we want authentic. We want the integrated Catholic woman who struggles and has pain and, um, and has joy. Mm -hmm. And we want you to share that honestly. And so you see that inside the app. I mean, the women are in there and they comment, like when you put in your prayer request and women are so vulnerable in here because it's a private space, right, right. um, that women are sharing their losses, their losses of babies. They're sharing the deaths of um, people in their home. Um, we've got some women who are concerned that they may have COVID-19 and are being tested right now. We're praying with them along that. Mm. And you see not just the prayer intentions posted, but this massive group of women, Katie, that are, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes to see yeah. that God's allowing this to, for, for these women to really shine and be the sisters that we all 
need we need this sisterhood we need this time where everyone's and these women have been this way since the moment we launched the app but it's again amplified because now all of us we don't have that time after sunday mass to catch up with maybe some people um the parish is no longer the parish anymore they're all closed down so women are coming inside it's really beautiful um we 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 i'm inviting everybody in i think that it god has allowed this to be in place way before all of this to be a spot where if you need this we are here for you we have something really beautiful and it's really good to offer you during this time um, and you can get in at our easiest plan, which just gets you into the prayer in the community plus a ton more because we're pushing a lot more right now. And that's just $4 a month, um, $4.99. Um, it is a paid app. We are a small business mm-hmm. and um, we're very, very thankful that the women inside are allowing our little tiny business to still um, be present in yeah. the world and uh, hopefully be a light. Uh, that's what Lux means. It's Latin for light. So that's yeah. what we're trying to do. And definitely in this time that's quite challenging as we've just talked about uh i've been inside my own app every day so many times just like reading the readings and we have all the links that you would need to get to for daily mass we live stream some masses as well and our our chaplain is a byzantine catholic actually so he is really fun about just talking about so many different things and kind of keeping your mind on the universal church and what's happening in the Byzantine church and what's happening, you know, in the Latin, right. And what's happening in the, in the Novus. And so there's just so many fun things that are going on and there's a lot of fun stuff too. Like we all, it's not just all doom and gloom. Right, we're not right. always just talking about the coronavirus, right. <laughs> but we're sharing a lot of great stuff. Again, if you're unsure, just try it out. Come in on that basic plan four ninety nine a month. Um, see what we have to offer. It's pretty fun. Uh, and, and just try it there. But yeah, the luxuniversity.com go there to get the app and, and, and really stay connected. I think, uh, so far we've had comments every single day of new members saying, I really wasn't sure what quite what this is, but I am blown away. I mean, I've got quotes and quotes and quotes like this of women who are just praise be to God. It's blessing them. And for anything, it's really helping them in their daily life. Just pray. Yeah. Like pray every hard. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's great. We we do live daily prayer every single day now, multiple times a day because we've got a little bit more time on our hands. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of great stuff. But yeah, theluxuniversity.com. People can come in and check it out. So well, thank you so much for doing that. Um, for taking the time this morning, it's always great to see you. Uh, give your kids a hug for me. And uh, well, as I think you picked up on pretty quickly, Leah gives it to us straight, and Leah offers insight and wisdom. I think that all of us benefit from hearing. Um, you can find out more about Leah's book and Leah's speaking, as well as the, the Lux app down in the show notes. Um, I'm a member of the Lux community and have found it to be remarkably fruitful and valuable in building relationships with, with women um, that have become lifelong friends. So I, I encourage you to check it out. Um, this mental health series, of course, will continue, this little reboot. We have two more episodes coming up, one with Scott Weeman, founder of Catholic and Recovery, and Tommy Tai, um, an author and mental health professional in California. And the two of them share some insights on how to help people through quarantine and social distancing when it comes to both family life and addiction. So those two episodes are coming up in the next week or so. We also, of course, have our new Ave Explorers series launching next week, Ave Explorers Art and Architecture. So you can sign up for all of that great content down 
on the show notes as well. Just a friendly reminder, Ave Explorers um, is, of course, a work of Ave Maria Press, which is closed right now due to the stay-at-home orders in Indiana. You can still order ebooks from wherever good ebooks are sold. And as always, we'd be grateful for a rating and a review of this show so that more people can find it and listen to it and take advantage of all that we have created for you. Please know that we're praying for you. Please know that we hope that you stay healthy and that you stay safe.